I'm Will Hedrick. And I'm Jordan Schaffer. And this is Dog Ears and Timestamps, the book club podcast. Dude, and here we are, a year. One year, Man. plus or minus a day. I think September 5th is the actual, or at least September 5th was the first episode that we published. Yeah, so I think... We actually recorded probably one or two days before that, so the 3rd or the 4th, so, so maybe. probably right about at a year, mm-hmm. like if not dead on. Yeah, we're close enough to dead on. Yeah. I'm going to say dead on. It's the Man. anniversary week. Yeah, it's a... Uh, this is cool. I mean, I honestly like I never doubted that we'd do it for at least this long, but it's uh it is kind of crazy having actually done it this long. So that's that's really satisfying. Like I'm happy happy we've done it. It's been a it's mm-hmm. been good good project. And, and and honestly, man, this is couldn't we couldn't have picked a better book like to do it in my opinion. I think it's, it's turned out to be um it, it, at the very least with all the build up that we've made, even if mm-hmm. only for ourselves. Oh yeah, it hasn't been disappointing so not, far. Not at all. And Brandon Sanderson, like I definitely see why he became uh, what he is the today. The known yeah. author that he is now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know we were reading a bunch of like debut novels from other authors, and that was really cool because you got like a fresh taste on a lot of things, like mm-hmm. the um, Descendant of the Crane that had so, like I say it every time, like the the magic in that was so unique. Um, that it was just like it was just it was really really fun like just learning that with that world and like going in with her and like hoping that uh, there will be a sequel and for her to develop like the the universe mm-hmm. and um it's just crazy because I, I don't know if this book has a sequel i think it does um when i don't I was think looking this at the, one does really the, okay. at the very least um it might not have been a plan one sequel. of my co-workers saw me with it at work yesterday yeah. and i was like oh are you reading that blah blah and i told him yeah, yeah. And he's and or uh, that i was excited to you know be finally reading a Brandon Sanderson book just because I've heard of how prolific mm-hmm. he is and all that. Yeah. And he was like, yes, and everything is really good, but unless you want the commitment, just read his standalone books like that one okay. because all of his series get really long. And I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, that's what I was worried about when I bought the Wheel of Time book, the first Robert Jordan Wheel of Time book. Mm-hmm. God, I know there are at least 13 of those novels and they're all at least you know george simpson length two inches two inches worth of novel like 500 plus pages probably mm-hmm. uh but yeah the first book is uh it's like 24 hours almost probably of uh of audio. yeah like mm-hmm. i was i was looking it's like in the 20s on audio so it's yeah it's quite a novel but honestly so listening to this book just right off the bat at like the world development the uh character creation um I mean, I, I honestly, I fell in love with both of the girl characters. Like, they're both really cool. They're both very strong, um, uh, like, very great uh, lead characters. They're both very, like, um, relatable and, like, heroic. And, like, uh, you can almost see yourself in either position, like, doing kind of what they're doing. Like, being the sister that, like, has to, that would protect the sibling. Or being the sibling that got dealt the shittier hand, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. debatable if it's shittier or not. And, uh it's just, it's a cool story. I don't know if it's going to be like a sister story of like coming together girls or if it's just going to be like a really cool tale of, of you know, this this adventure that, that you know, they go on in the, the universe. And I don't know. I'm just excited to see see where, where he takes us. And, and I have a lot of faith that it's going to be, I think I think that some things that I want to happen obviously probably will just like any any book I'm sure you know we're gonna predict some stuff right but I I, mm-hmm. I have a feeling that it's gonna probably go in ways that we'll, we would have never guessed you know mm-hmm. and I don't know at all what that means and I know that's such a vague statement to just <laughs> throw out there but I, I I genuinely think that we're not gonna guess like the ending and it's gonna be like oh my god like that was kind of wild right like or it was just like oh, I'm kind of like that ruined it or you know like mm-hmm. the ending is gonna be like. 
um, make or break probably. And uh, I know that yeah. that probably sounds like. Kind well, of I'll tell lame, you what the ending is going to be. The ending is going to be that everybody finds out something new about what the actual truth of the religion is in this world. And it's going to be a middle ground between what Idrin and Hollandrin believe. And it's going to be like, sort of like, well, you know, neither of y'all are correct, but it's actually this one thing. And this is the truth that we unite the people under. And, um, you know, we all learn something about ourselves on this journey because all of the hallmarks of that sort of story have already happened. I'm, um, gonna bet against you. I want, I I, I want, I want like 20% of that to happen. Like I want, like, like I was trying to, like I was, uh, alluding to a second ago, like, I think we're going to guess kind of right. Like, cause we're, we're right. Like you said, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the story elements, um, like that have already been, uh, put out there, but I, I, I just see it taking like a very dark or very like, you know, realistic turn and just being like, Ooh, okay. Well, I think the realism of it is it's going to uh, turn out to be just science and not necessarily religion at all anyways. I hope it's the more. science of what breath is, you know. Or, oh, that'd be cool. Or uh, that'd be good uh, to learn. biochromatic, whatever the phrase was again. Yeah, they, it, it made They only me, use it a couple of times. Yeah, every time I hear it, I'm like, is that different? Biochroma. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like, is that different or is it better? I think that's the, like the, the science word of it, you know, like what you yeah. would say to a scholar mm. about it. As opposed to the like a uh, cultural colloquialism of breath, you know. Yeah, I got you. Well said. Cultural <laughs> colloquialism—that was tough to just say. Colloquialism is one of my favorite words. So, <laughs> can you define it for people that don't know what it means? I don't think I do. <laughs> <laughs> like a uh, a word or phrase that, while not being the you know exact representation of what it is that you're talking about, mm-hmm. everybody understands it to be. I got you. Context clues. Yeah. In a nutshell. Yeah. Well, yeah. It can form a colloquialism. Colloquialism. Mm-hmm. Damn. Nice. Like the word may have been something else. Like you, let's say that peanut uh-huh. uh, is a word. It defines a nut <laughs> that yeah. we know to be a thing, a species of like nut. A, it looks like a pea. But, you know, but uh, some culture, even if it's only like a group of 15 people, might give it a you know contextual meaning that peanut actually means a small dog or something like that uh, i got you and so then that you know that's if that not the exact webster definition of colloquialism that's you know you know we're along that train yeah, track that would be a colloquialism an inside joke yeah these are not all necessarily a joke but uh, phrases and words of a feather yes hmm. phrases of a feather Nice. Dude, you're, you're full of, you're, you're, you got it all. Um, well, let's, uh, before we get too far into the book, how's, uh, how's your week, man? Like, how's, uh, how's everything been? I haven't really talked to you, I don't think, in a while. Um, I mean, we talked for a while before we recorded. We, what have I done since, uh, when was last, uh, we Tuesday saw was the last two weeks time? to go, but we didn't talk about that last week. Yeah. And then I haven't seen you since last week. So before I think last I remember you doing draft stuff yeah we had our fantasy football draft for this uh the new season the fantasy league that i run Uh, that was friday night very cool um and then saturday i went down to uh shiner texas the cleanest little city in texas oh yeah and um uh, because our friend that uh, works there at the shiner brewery uh he and his wife just bought a new house and they needed some help to getting some work done so we dug a trench and then i came back and Justin Verlander threw a no-hitter. Uh, and then 
Um, I didn't start reading until yesterday because I was just too busy all weekend. Yeah, and probably exhausted from trench digging. Yeah, and just like a perpetual like three day hangover. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess uh, I went to um, Indianapolis for the Wizards United. Oh convention. yes, I remember um, you mentioning that. And that was uh, that was really cool. It was. Uh, a bunch of dorks like me walking around um, on their phone playing the uh, Harry Potter version of Pokemon Go, basically. And uh, it's cool because you like rather than using Pokeballs, you cast spells and you, um, you just the the world is cursed and you're trying to fix it. You know, right, there will right. be like a student that's covered in a in a vine and you cast a spell and it cuts mm. it off of him and stuff. And uh, and uh, you know you save the different characters and you're collecting different pieces and it's just it's fun and. Um, and at the convention, they released dragons, which was which was fun, and they had a bunch of different events. And I won some shirts, and uh, and just it was it was fun being in like a community of just like a bunch of um, people that are all there to like do this silly thing on their phone. And, right. and everyone, I like I took pictures literally of just like the park, and people like the and the people were the focus of my picture because everyone was walking around on their phones like it mm-hmm. was kind of like when pokemon go was first a thing yeah, certainly exactly. in these major cities where you'd go down to like auditorium shores exactly, and stuff yeah, like that yeah. and everybody's just catching charmanders it made me think like i wonder if this is what our future is going to be like if uh everyone's just going to be on if some version of this like everyone's going to be kind of in a screen version of their life but i guess if you're already well, hopefully in a, at if you're some in a point we're just going to have contact glasses that yeah. are just head-up displays well, then ideally we wouldn't have to move and walk around, right? Well, I think we'd still have to do that to some degree, depending on your occupation. But we'd be able to just do it without having a device in our hand and falling into manholes yeah. like people on YouTube do. Yeah, it was, it was funny. It just made me think, like, I wonder if this is going to, is slightly telling of what our future is going to be, just like if we're all going to be glued into this. And uh, I kept looking up, hoping that I'd run into, like, a celebrity there. Like, I was looking for one of the cast of Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> just cause they shared up to like the, well, the much bigger grand opening of the wizarding world. of Harry Potter. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them showed up to that. So I thought maybe there might be a chance that one of them needed a paycheck or something, right. I guess. You know, right. I, yeah. I'm sure none of them do, but, uh, anyway, it was just, it was a lot of fun. And Who it was just a, a paycheck. Percy Weasley. Maybe. I think that's a good call. Maybe, um, not Filch dude. He got that game of Thrones money and Harry Potter money. Mm. Uh, man, like, um, maybe, maybe, no, Flitwick was in every movie. I'm trying to, uh, trying to think of like just a one-off. Um, yeah, any of the Defense Against the Dark Arts professors, except for Lupin. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they probably could. Yeah, what's Quirrell doing? Yeah, right. And, uh, Lockhart. But Lockhart's actually a big actor. Yeah, I thought so. He looked like a big famous actor. I can't remember his name, but. He reminds me of, um. The guy in Big Fish. Uh, oh my God! Yeah, I was about to Ewan say McGregor? it's Ewan McGregor. I'm like a million percent positive it's Ewan McGregor. In which case, sure? I should just go jump off my roof for not remembering that right away. I don't right think away. it's Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor is one of my favorite actors. It just I, we looks may be wrong. like him. I don't, I don't think yeah. I don't think Ewan McGregor is him. I was just saying he looks like him, dude. If it is, it's gonna blow my mind. But uh, yeah, dude, it was just a, it was just a fun, silly weekend of that, and uh, it was just literally I flew out or Bailey and I flew out for the day because she got she got invited to the event because she had been playing the game a lot. And I had been playing a little bit, but um, she she got like a pre-invite. Um, so, you know, we were able to get tickets because they asked her to go. Oh, uh, no, and, it's uh, Kenneth uh, Branagh, which is somebody else. Yeah, Kenneth Branagh. 
but yeah, so she got invited and, uh, so we bought the tickets and it was just, it was a lot of fun. And, um, I think they're going to release Dragon soon. And, uh, I don't know. It, it was, it was just, I was on, on my phone the whole, the whole day, just like fighting dragons and <laughs> freeing kids and eating at ends. And, um, I ate barbecue in the mid- Midwest barbecue, which was good. Um, yeah, man, just a good, a good weekend. And then, and then I, uh, I read everything today, really. I, de- I definitely didn't spread it out. So I had a little bit of that same stress level that, that you were talking about where you, you put it off till the end and uh, you got to catch up. But mm-hmm. I was, dude, I was just thoroughly happy with it today. Like I started this morning listening to a podcast and kind of laughing, being in a giggly mood and then thinking like, oh crap, now I got to listen to the book, but I need to. Right. And, uh, mm-hmm. I wasn't sad, obviously, that I had to listen to this book because I was looking right. forward to the book. And you then just become started, real mindful of how long it's taking you when exactly. you're on that crunch. Yeah. Which is, I hate whenever I'm, end up letting it be, yeah. be until the night before we record or like I know that I'm not going to be done and I have to text him like well, what about Tuesday instead right. of Monday you yeah know? it hurts it hurts the the experience a little bit I think having to put it on the time scale and knowing and being very conscious of right. how much you know time and uh, if I was just better I, about if I was just better about making like two or three chapters a night mm-hmm. then it would be way better I've got such be an to. addictive personality with the stories though like once I started like I'd probably be like all in you know i have to get to the the end of the part that i'm allowed to read to right and it would be the only thing i'd listen to until um until i was done i wouldn't just be able to do like an hour or two a day but uh yeah i mean it just i i was really excited and happy when we start when i started listening today to this and it was uh you want to just like break it down a little bit i mean we kind of broken it down some but uh you want to refresh everybody what it's about like the breath and um, we kind of like yeah. Give us your own hook page, Will. It's okay. <laughs> uh, so there's a kingdom, right? And it is home of an exiled royal family. And their old kingdom has started a new religion after having ousted them. And that religion is about bringing people back from the dead. Not really, though, because they apparently randomly come back from the dead, but then they just perpetuate their life and but now there's but not now but there's always been a war between you know the two kingdoms and now it's time for part of the peace treaty to come to fruition in which the small kingdom of the exiled royal family sends their daughter to the big kingdom to marry their god king and that's to reintroduce the royal bloodline into the actual you know old kingdom and that's supposed to continue on the sustained peace of these two kingdoms that are, you know, ostensibly at war. Yeah, peace is always best managed when you give them your daughter, right? Mm, yeah. You just give them your... Generally speaking. Give them something you love. Mm-hmm. That way they can hurt you right. if you if you try to back out. But the story, at least so far as we've gotten through at this point, is just that they instead of sending the eldest daughter, they send the youngest daughter, who is the good character that we at least start following. It's such an oddball for what everyone mm-hmm. expected to, because there are three daughters, and they did never expected the youngest to mm-hmm. come. But anyway, go on. And, and then, uh, then there's also one of the gods that are on the gods' court in the old kingdom is just like this god who doesn't really care, or he doesn't believe in his own religion. Yeah, he he's just. And, he, He's like the god of having a good time. Formerly the god of war and courage, I think, right? Or is it well, the god no, of courage? He is, that who you're he about? is yes, okay. he is the god of courage. Okay, he's okay. formerly a regular person that died. 
Yeah. Because that's how they become gods. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so he's just kind of like whatever. And he's the character that's our in to making actual change in the world because he's in a position of power. Mm-hmm. But because he's sort of disenchanted with everything, that's why he's malleable to the story's purpose. It, but And then there's another character who we've spent literally just the prologue and one other chapter with who has this sword that's sentient and <laughs> yeah, he seems to be a bad guy or at the very least is very um, indiscriminate about the crimes and murdering card. that he does. He's a bit of a wild card, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's his, what's his name? It's something silly like Tarzan. Vasher. Like, yeah, Vasher. That's so cool. Mm. Cooler than Tarzan. Well, respectively. He didn't want to be known <laughs> as Tarzan, the sword slinging uh, dude. Right. Um, <laughs> that's all that's happened so far. Yeah. And, and uh, it's... I've been, I've been. We're still putting it all together. What's going to happen? Because there's like you know there's the political intrigue of what is going on between all the gods. There's 25 different gods, not counting the god king. Yeah. And they all are in charge of different aspects of what the kingdom of Halendron goes through. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys are in charge of the military. These guys mm-hmm. are in charge of civics and yeah. all that sort of stuff. And so there's you know all the political intrigue of the court system, uh, or the you know god court system. Um, our main character, Siri, is figuring out what is happening from the inside because now she's the God King's wife. Yeah, yeah. Growing up, the, not having to own any of that any responsibility, real yeah. And, and yeah, being being yeah, being she, the she youngest, was youngest of four, and everybody else had a role, and she was yeah. just an afterthought. Um, and then uh, what what's going to happen with um, this uh, Vasher dude, the eldest sister that was supposed to be the promised wife uh, decides that she's going to go to Halendron to save her youngest sister. So she yeah. becomes a character that we start following. Very Katniss. <laughs> right. So we've got, you know, four different angles on what it is that's happening in uh, Halendron and um, where do they come together? They come together to change the world is what's going to happen, just like I predicted at the beginning of the show. <laughs> and then Which some, is fine. And then some I just feel like I can see it. is going to happen, and you're never sure going to so. see it coming. I sure hope so. Uh, just Brandon Sanderson, dude. you got to have faith in our new favorite author. Mm, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I really like Siri. She's she's played as like this kind of underdog uh, character who's like a bit just like almost like Arya versus Sansa like in Game of Thrones. Not to try and relate it to Game of Thrones too much, but like whereas Sansa was like raised to be married off to to not necessarily joffrey but to someone that was like her big purpose like aria kind of always had the idea like she was gonna be sort of wild and go on her own and um it's kind of it seemed like this was the same thing like this is this is the youngest daughter she was super into horses loved doing all her own stuff she was kind of a rebel um so much so that her parents just sort of gave up on disciplining her and like making her do certain things like she, mm-hmm. she was gonna skip her lessons or whatever she was gonna skip them there was no stopping her right and, uh, and and she's just like kind of a fun character to she's, she's just, certainly endearing yeah but endearing for just archetypical reasons like as a character character there's nothing about her yet that i care about um, so you like uh, vivina a little bit same or? with her she's oh, also nothing? just another archetype like the eldest sister that was groomed to do the mission and mm-hmm. is very good at everything that she does so far everybody in the royal family is just an archetype and We'll get more of them, obviously, or at the very least, we've gotten as little as we have of them because we've got two other characters that we're following, mm-hmm. and so the you know the timeshare is broken up, and as 
we spend more time with them, hopefully they'll become better characters. But just right now, they're just like, whatever, I know who these people are. I've seen them a million times before. Yeah. I, the only character that I think that I care for so far is Light Song, the god that we follow. Yeah. Because um, I think that there's something... I don't know there's uh, there's something he's more sympathetic of a character than the others. The others are just like yeah, these are characters that I've already known and loved in other stories a million times over. I guess that was why it was so easy for me to attach. And mm-hmm. then it's Siri, like the name of my phone. You know, <laughs> like, I just see, yeah, I see her why. all the time. No, I don't think that had anything to do with it. But hearing Siri all the time is like it's a it's a name that prior to my iPhone, like I never had really heard. You know, obviously. Mm-hmm. So if 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 I read this book pre getting an iPhone. I think that would have been an interesting, like brand new character name, mm-hmm. but it's just like, it's, I don't know. It's just a super common name that I hear all the time now. So it's a, I don't know why, I guess it just made me ready to like it, Yeah, <laughs> which is silly, but it's, I guess it's just like repetition. I hear it a lot. I'm around it. I'm exposed to it. It's like, right, okay, like yeah. I just like, I like it. It makes yeah. sense. It was, yeah. It was fun. Just hearing Siri is a, is a fun little character. Um, Suri is uh, is is uh, Tom Cruise's kid. I was like, man, did, I was like, isn't there somebody oh, named like, Siri? Going with no, yeah. no. I was just trying <laughs> I totally to. Forgot yeah, about I just, that, yeah. Yeah. no, just super random train of thought. AD, ADD. Um, I. It's kind of weird that like one of the overlying plot devices. It really hasn't even been. It's been like addressed to the fact that like the youngest daughter is there in Hellendron, obviously to sire a an heir mm-hmm. but that's not really like super high on the people involved priority list you know what i mean like right obviously siri's not super eager to to just be a, a husk you know right um it's a, definitely a, a plot device just to get her there yeah and for it to be like you know like with the archetype of this character the least likely to fill that role even in a non uh, hostage situation Mm -hmm. you know like this is and so you know it's a it's a like a clash of like well this character would never you know be super uh, stoked about having a kid even Mm -hmm. in a regular life right but now she's being forced to because of royal obligations and peace treaties and all that sort of stuff yeah um in this like draconian society but and so you know, it has its own novelty because of that, but it is just a reason to get that character into the situation where she gets exposed to this person that's the God King, who uh, we're obviously going to find out is, you know, a tool of the political system and is mm-hmm. not actually, you know, the monster that her society is making him out to be. Right. That's, yeah, that's one of the first things I think she felt like she was learning. It's like, it's not everything we were saying. It was not like the, right. the hell hole we made it The real monsters like, are the priests and the political system. Yeah, the puppeteers. And the the um, the gods that, you know, can see the writing on the wall. And um, like uh, Blushweaver, who tells Light Song, I'm not going to have my kingdom taken out from under me like the royal family did whenever the, the usurpers took it from them. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be ready whenever this war comes. And and so you know, the, the, her faction and every or you know they're the the warmongers, the ones who are ready to take out Idrin, mm-hmm. uh, just for the sole purpose of main you know keeping a hold on their power or you know the actual thing to be afraid of in the society. Probably not Susabran, the God King. He's seems to just be more or less, at least on an emotional level, just a child still, right? Because he was born into God Kingdom. And has known nothing else but 
the isolation that he lives That's, where yeah. like not even his highest priests can really talk to him you know yeah he's, he's dead yeah and the high priests give him the information that is relayed to them from the right, common folks yeah. so obviously not only is there the natural effect of the telephone game <clears> but <throat> they literally have full right full freedom to corrupt as much as possible right, obviously yeah. like they could just lie to him and be like this is what they're saying mm-hmm. nobody came today but i'm making it up right. um I don't know. I, I guess. I guess just one of the things that makes Siri out to me uh, a be, to be a little bit more of a character is that she's not just like. Whereas some of the characters that I've met like this before probably would have been more rebellious the whole time and wouldn't have fallen in line to do the uh, to do to go through the motions of of doing what was right to help like protect her family and kingdom. Like I don't know if Arya would have necessarily stood there and like gone through the motions of having to be like the 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 the. But um, all the gods the are effectively dead in the Game of Thrones universe. I know that's that's so fair. she doesn't have that fear and just the baseline respect for religion in her in the way that all the characters in this story do. I guess that's fair. It and I mean to yeah, I guess to that fear fear leads pretty well. Or fear uh, is guiding her mm-hmm. actions. Um, I don't know. It, it's just like when you. In my mind, she seemed like the character that was just going to fight the whole time, and and she's sort of just rolling with the punches and trying to make the best of a bad situation, um, which is the smartest thing to do. So it's just like, and in, and in, in realistically, what I would I would have to do, like I wouldn't I wouldn't be thinking about breaking out. I'd be thinking about how do I make the best out of this like this sucky thing I have to deal with. And then I mean I don't know if Siri's super in the know about the inevitable war that's coming. I don't think she's really aware of that. Uh, that coming she, on, but yeah, she's not aware of that up until the point that they start talking about it in court. Whenever yeah. she's first there, you know, after her, uh, you know, wedding jubilation week, where she was sequestered the whole time mm-hmm. uh, because she, her not being, you know, of age back home or important enough to take counsel with her father and everything, you know, it was always just like, well, we got the peace treaty, and uh, uh, Vivina is going to go be you know the god king wife and that's going to sustain the peace treaty and everything's mm-hmm. going to be okay Vivian is the best at everything that she does mm-hmm. and she's going to have that role perfect nailed and, it and so it was like you know never anything that was just on her mind at all which we get when she's in the kitchen talking to the head cook and she's just like don't be ridiculous we're not gonna have a war we've got the peace treaty duh <laughs> you know just naive child things yeah yeah i mean I don't know. I just I, I I the things that she's doing now. I guess I don't necessarily see coming. You know, uh, they're not out of line for her character, obviously, but they're they're character developing in the fact that like I'm I'm liking who she's becoming as a character as she grows in the story, mm. and uh, I'm excited to see where like it takes off because I mean obviously she's one of the main two. Um, I think that, that it's it revolves obviously around Vivina and uh, Siri, so. Um, mostly them too. I mean, I know it obviously has a. Heavy, well, they're the heavy ones that were given to be on their side, right? Because that's the kingdom that we start in, yeah. And it's painted a picture of these, you know, austere people that live a very simple life, and you know, sort of shun the lavish, just like gross uh, lifestyle of the Halandrens that are, you know, showy mm-hmm. and flashy and blah blah. And also, it was their kingdom that was usurped from them and all sort of stuff. So, you know by very common conventions of storytelling these are the good guys and so that's why we're there on we're on their See, side the twist is going to be that they're actually not good at all like in naruto the like the how um sasuke's family sucks they're bad <laughs> guys i'm just kidding um i don't know i'm enjoying it um 
what's uh what's your favorite part so far i don't know what do you, what do you think Can everything you with light song he's the best light song mm-hmm. yeah hands down nice at the um, very least he's super duper funny yeah yeah no he has been all his little sections are good it's um how do they divide it in the book i always miss or i always miss the chapter like breaks when they say it in the audio because i'm just mm-hmm. just listening and it doesn't really register as like chapter 21 there's chapters is, is it a chapter where he's the main character like you get it as well sometimes we'll get two or three off? chapters in a row with the oh, different okay. with the same character um is he and he's one of them or because like the way the way I, I in my head it's like they all kind of get their own little um their little showcase time you know like in it's mostly Siri and Vivina, but I, mm. I can't. Now, sometimes it breaks up chapters between two different characters. Oh, okay. Like whenever we're in court, uh, it jumps between a couple of them for one or two chapters. Okay, cool. Are they broken up in the middle, like with the little stars? Or no, different yeah. chapters? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, both. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Nice. Just in the way that, so I mean, the, the purpose of a chapter is to get a point of storytelling across. Mm-hmm. And if that common theme is the fact that these two characters happen to meet in the alleyway, but we need to know both of their stories getting mm-hmm. to that point, that's a single chapter, you right. know? Right. Okay. Yeah, that, that that answers that. Okay, cool. Because, um, yeah, in my head I didn't know for sure if it was like, uh, you know, splitting it all between all the chapters, like each one got their own chapter, or if it split it up in, in like a single chapter, and mm-hmm. that, yeah. and I'm, I guess that's something I should have noticed, but uh, whatever. Um, this, I, I've already decided that this is going to be a book that like I will revisit, you know? Like, yeah. I, yeah I wouldn't be surprised if at some point I did. Yeah, I, I'm. I think I'm gonna revisit it like soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I can't get built up on too many books, especially if I'm just revisiting them. You know, while we're reading right. new ones. Um, how was it uh, reading it all like yesterday? It wasn't too. It wasn't I read too like a hundred pages yesterday, and then I read the other hundred pages today at work. Oh, okay. Um, which is you know not uh, out of the norm for the entire year that we've been doing this, but yeah. Um. I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. I hate doing, like I was talking about at the top, I hate doing that because it puts a pressure on me that I don't mm-hmm. want to do. Um, so it's certainly not the ideal way to do it. Yeah. Reading a ton, at, reading for six or seven hours at a time is not a problem. You know, mm-hmm. I've done that my whole life. Yeah. But because I have to is a problem. <laughs> that's, that's the part that makes it less appealing for Just sure. Just because I am then suddenly very conscious of every 15 minutes, you know, I'm like, okay, for well, sure. you know, I have, I've only made it this far and I need to get this far. And, you know, I just become super conscious of uh, it. And if I'm in the middle of trying to do laundry and I'm like, Ugh, I got to yeah, dinner and productivity, yeah. you just become super aware of your time being mm-hmm. used, which has nothing to do with the book. It's all to do with, you know, me being bad at time management. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to this next section. I, um, yeah, I don't really, I have no real predictions yet. I mean, I don't really want to make any predictions. I just sort of want him to give it to me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if there's really going to be too much to be figuring out until like a big twist is revealed. If there is such Well, the a only thing. thing to figure out is what's up with Vasher. What is his motivation? Yeah, that's sort of the only that's mystery the only right now. Everybody else is pretty spelled out. Yeah. And like I said, I think I know how the story ends. But what is Vasher's deal and why is he the dark horse? Yeah. At this point. What what is his deal? Well Yeah, what's his deal? Makes me think of the guy in Descendants of the Crane, like the the man, why can't I remember his name? It's like Ying or yeah. The oh um the the male twin? Yeah, no, 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 no. Um the the foreigner guy. The foreign guy that like oh. she she gets 
to like the Akira. has a cane. Yeah, Akira. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's who I am picturing for for that. That's what yeah. Yeah, what is his deal too? What's Akira's deal? What is Akira's deal? Hmm. Is he Vasher? There, they are, dude. Are I, these two it, sides of the same disc world coin that are parallel universes? The way my mind does it, dude. I always like I I reuse like the same like people as characters in my head, and like that's probably why, I, like I said earlier, like why I related to these characters so quickly is they were you know people people we had mm-hmm. met before, kind of. Right. Um, yeah, dude, I just like recycle the people <laughs> as you're saying that. I was just like, yep, no, my mind well, is a guess crazy, what? So do authors. <laughs> Very true. No, it's a. That's why these archetypes exist. Yeah, that's why I'm hoping. That's why something... you can identify the personality of almost any anime character by their hair color. Mm-hmm. You know, because these things exist for a reason. For sure. You know, the word stereotype is a. You know, you you can almost always at least get a good bearing for what somebody is going to be or what their point is. You know, by, you know, hallmarks like physical appearance mm-hmm. or even like their names yeah. and things like that. You know, it's because there's there hasn't been an original idea truly in like, you know, a thousand years. Yeah. So. Well, I'll, um, oh, shit, I lost what I was going to say. It didn't matter. Um, there's just more thinking about mm. just the storyline out loud. Well, I, I mean, I like it. What do you think? You, you want to you have anything else you want to add or? Not that I can think of, no. Yeah, I'm just I'm looking forward to it. Um, what's our next section? Just the twenty. The next twenty chapters, yes. Yeah, so thirty nine. Yeah, twenty through thirty nine. Okay, and um, yeah, it should be hopefully uh, you know around the same amount of uh, digestion of the book. Um, yeah, hopefully like it's an like another two hundred to fifteen or something like that. Yeah. You know. And uh, how big is the uh, the the book? The whole thing's like six seventy or something like that, if I remember oh, correctly. Cool. That's not. Nothing crazy. So no, yeah, yeah. And you're reading the, the the actual one that we bought a year ago, right? Well, then it makes sense to buy it again. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I bought it again, um, but for the audio, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, by the way, um, this narrator is a female also, mm-hmm. and I'm not confused on anyone's gender. So oh, yeah? yeah, she is crushing it. She's a really mm-hmm. good voice actress. That's and good. I'm really happy with the job, the job she's doing. So just shout out to her. Good. Yeah. So better than last time yeah unfortunately still still a good story but just could have used a little bit of a little bit better of an actor i still don't know i think this one's gonna crush like i said i don't know how i feel how i didn't care that any of those characters lived or died in raven tower this hopefully this story just knocks that one out of the water i hope i I don't know yeah it's a brandon sanderson at the very least i care about these characters i didn't care about anybody in the raven tower there you go progress that's that's a step in the right direction it's definitely better by definition uh, or not even definition but just by virtue of that one thing oh for sure well i mean you guys know how to find us um at instagram and twitter for uh, ears underscore stamps Mm -hmm. and then our gmail is dog ears and timestamps at gmail.com um I don't, know, I don't know if I ever say this, but just thanks for listening. I really I, I like that there are people listening out there. That, that, that makes me feel good. It makes me feel like this is worth this is worth doing every week. So yeah, if you listen you to even listening. like 30% of the show over the past year, then uh, thanks, I guess, for at least that. Yeah, no, thank you. putting up with the mediocre thing that we're doing. <laughs> yeah, no, any amount of support is just like really appreciated. It makes me feel like we should keep going rather than like if it just drove itself into the ground you know you, mm-hmm. you know just the 
You at least makes, another year with all this equipment investment we just made. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I just want to say thank you for everyone that's listening and it, it means a lot. So that's, yeah, this, this is a lot of fun and happy year. Well, we're doing good. Happy year. Maybe. Yeah. We'll find out if in another year we feel the exact same way, then I don't, I, I don't know what that means actually. I don't know what it means either. Hmm. Whatever. I'm Will Hudrick. I'm Jordan Schaffer. This is Dog Gears and Timestamps.